This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, what's up? It's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive here, and welcome to the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey, Frankie, and Ben coming to you on a Friday, a football Friday. Got some NFL action we're going to hop into today. We're going to break down some of our best bets for the weekend. Got a college football Vegas Whisper style play for the night. And also we get to hear from an interesting interview from earlier this week with SI's media analyst, media columnist, excuse me, Jimmy Trainer. Uh, Ben, let me start off with you, my man. What is going on? How are you looking forward to this weekend? What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. It was uh, enjoying our conversation with Jimmy Trana from earlier. Excited for you guys to be able to hear it today. Uh, I- I'm excited about this slate. I, I kind of feel like the last few weeks it's been all over the place. I, I kind of feel like we collectively have a-, a little bit of a better feel. And of course, it was a, a solid bounce back week for-, for the SI gambling staff on our free picks. But uh, obviously, Frankie, we, we know how hot the, the Vegas Whispers plays have been. So my, my philosophy is, you know, if, if our picks are good, that that's fine. You know, those are the free picks that we're just breaking down ourselves. We're going through whatever information that we have. But as long as the SI, as long as the, the Vegas Whispers picks stay hot, that's really all that matters. And they have been. Yeah, 100 percent. That's really uh, uh, that's honestly what I really care about. <laughs> as, as much as we try, I think it shows the discrepancy and the overall value of the Vegas Whispers information, because we all love sports and all of us that are writing uh, our our picks. But, you know, we're, we're struggling to stay above that Mendoza mark and stay above that 500 mark. So it shows that, you know, the NFL is a difficult sport, but it's not always difficult for the guys that have those models and have been doing it for years. And there's a there's a different inkling between being a sports fan and being an, you know, a sharp better. And I think people over in the SI community are learning that not only about the NFL, but man, talk about absolute fire in college basketball and college football right now. They are just absolutely once again on one of their heaters. Don't forget coming up this weekend, UFC, you want to get into that SI Fantasy Pro community. My guy, our guy, Casey, is also red hot, killing out, dishing out those UFC picks. So he's got some more picks coming up for this weekend. That is SI Fantasy Pro to get those picks, join that SI betting community, and start making some dollars as we inch closer and closer to the holidays. I'll go ahead and kick it off, Ben, with the best bets. I'm going to take a team this week, and I'm going to put my hard-earned money on a team that has not won a game since Week one, that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the last month, the Jaguars have been playing better. They've covered three out their last four games. Matter of fact, they've been within a point or two of actually pulling out a couple of victories against some teams that are going to the playoffs. 
This weekend, they have the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a 10-point favorite. Ben, I don't believe the Vikings are 10 points better than anybody. Yeah, I, I understand that perspective. The The interesting thing about this game is that you're going to have another week of tape on Mike Glennon. And, and I almost feel like Glennon kind of snuck up on teams last week, sort of surprised him a little bit with how well he played. I just don't see that being something that happens moving forward. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily feel comfortable going on the other side of that bet, Corey, because you're right. It's still the Vikings. They've been disappointing uh, as really any team this year. But Jacksonville's bad, and they're trying to be bad. And now by throwing Mike Lennon in there, um, you know, with with, I'm not really sure who else they have as far as weapons that you feel good about. We know that James Robinson's had a solid year. DJ Chark, when he's healthy, remains a solid option. But uh, it was disappointing to see not a lot of Keelan Cole last week, not a lot of uh, LaVisca Chenault, um, who got off to a really good start this year with Gardner Minshew and really hasn't seen much of him ever since. So I'm probably staying away from this game. There have been a lot of positive trends from Mike Zimmer as a home favorite uh, against non-divisional teams. But again, this line's moved up a ton. Right. Like I think this game opened up at maybe the Vikings. I think it was seven and a half or eight. And it has since climbed all the way up to 10 where it is now on DraftKings Sportsbook. So that's a lot of movement. Obviously, Corey, it sounds like you're on the right side here. I just don't know whether or not 10 points are too many points. It's the way I look at it, Frankie, is, and, and I get the Mike Glennon thing and that, and that can be a problem. I, I mentioned the Vikings, um, you know, and, and their struggles. But when you look at Jacksonville, really it's the running game that's really keeping them involved. They commit themselves to the running game. There's some 10.5s laying around here too much, obviously. I like it better at 10.5 than I do at 10. But I just feel as if when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, particularly at home, 2-4 and four at home this season against the spread. Yeah, I definitely tend to agree with you, Corey. I think if you had the opportunity, I wouldn't be looking to grab just 10. I would want that hook. I would actually demand that hook. If I can't get yeah. the, if I, if I couldn't get the hook, then I probably would pass on this game, but I could, I totally see that angle right now. All the reports out there about Dalvin cook being banged up. But then again, I'm a little bit worried. You, you talked about Mike Lennon and now, you know, listen, do you guys want to talk? We are in the fantasy world, guys, and I'm not, you know, among those the fantasy busts in 2020, and a guy who's completely disappointed his managers. That would be DJ Shark, and DJ Shark mm-hmm. is what he's banged up once again, so that's a little bit worrisome as well. So it depends, you know, it's 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 who you really trust is going to be healthier. Dalvin Cook obviously being injured is a big, you know, a big problem, and obviously if he's not at 100 percent or if he's limited in any capacity, I think that the back door could be wide open. Corey, I do like your 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 angle on trying to back the road team and grabbing the double digits, especially if you can get that hook. Yeah, it's just the Minnesota Vikings, you know, listen, playing decent football, especially over the course of the past few weeks. But Jacksonville has been right there and hanging in every game. And let me tell you something, laying these favorites can be troublesome at times. What do you got on deck for us this weekend, Ben, with your best bet? All right, so I'm going to one of the late afternoon games that uh, I think initially at the beginning of the season, people might have thought that this could have been a compelling matchup, and it certainly is not anymore. But uh, this feels like a trap. And despite the fact that it feels like a trap, I am fully going ahead. I'm Stepping on the X marks the spot. Uh, and if somebody ends up pulling a lever out from below me, I can say, well, at least I tried. The Patriots open up this game against the Chargers at one and a half point underdogs on the road. Mind you, this is a Chargers team that cannot win one possession games. In fact, since 2019, the Chargers are four and 16 under Anthony Lynn 
in one possession games. That's that's since the beginning of 2019, you guys. Like 25% of those games, they have failed to win. And there's just been an abomination when it comes to decisions made at the last minute for this Chargers team. They've had so many games that they've been close in. So maybe you look at it and say the law of averages is going to allow the Chargers, who from a talent level are, are a better team than the Patriots this year. But from a coaching and schematic perspective, it's hard for me to take Bill Belichick with points or go away from Bill Belichick with points uh, going up against Anthony Lynn. I, I just can't do it. I've liked how the Patriots have, have, have bounced back the last couple of weeks. They've been playing awfully tough. They've been playing better defense, which has been a calling card for them really for the last couple of years. Their offense is still going to be fairly stagnant, but who have the Chargers stopped on the defensive side of the ball? Not very many teams. So, I expect it to be a little bit more back and forth than people give it, it you know, would give it credit to. I also believe the Patriots, when the game is on the line, will have a plan to slow down Justin Herbert. Not many teams have done it, but you know what Belichick does, and that's try to take away the biggest strength of your team, and that's Herbert in the middle of the field to Keenan Allen, Herbert on the sidelines to Mike Williams. Try to do something that's going to confuse the young rookie quarterback. And again, I know that the line has moved in the direction of Patriots, but uh, regardless of whether it's plus one where I got it at or minus one, which where I saw it was recently at DK Sportsbook this morning. I, I have a hard time going against the Patriots in this matchup, but I don't know about you guys. Does this feel like a bit of a trap to you? Um, I think it's, I wouldn't really call it a trap. I think, listen, I've seen some pickums on this, on this line right here. When I look at the game, obviously you got to look at the new England Patriots as being a more experienced team. Like you said, that coaching is going to be critical to the situation um, as, as it plays out, especially going down the stretch. We've seen some Anthony Lynn, um, picks this, I mean, not picks, but uh, um, we've seen some Anthony Lynn mistakes throughout the course of the season when it comes to, you know, managing these one possession games. So regardless of the fact, listen, we're looking at some, looking at a pick, looking at the Patriots minus one, I think it's a close game. And I think, like you said, that coaching could come to uh, fruition for the New England Patriots. Frankie, when I look at this one, right, it's a game that I wouldn't touch, but one of the prop bets that I have just this week, and you can read my prop bet column coming up tomorrow over at si.com and i think this one right here is a good one i think it has a chance to hit and i so give me I, I want your opinion on um the best bet and also justin herbert to throw an interception he's only had seven interceptions so far on the season but you can get it at even money justin herbert to throw an interception the patriots are fourth in the nfl with 14 interceptions this year yeah, well, you, listen, if there's any guy out there that, you know, often plays mind games or, you know, can get in the heads of rookie signal callers, it's Bill Belichick. We know the historical trends and right. But, you know, right, and, and the, the only problem with that is, though, is that because Justin Herbert is actually playing at a phenomenal level and he's probably the clear runaway winner right now of the offense, you know, the offensive rookie of the year award by far. I mean, he's just playing absolutely lights out. And obviously, after Joe Burrow went down with his injury, Herbert stepped into that lead favorite role but in terms of the uh the pick i believe that it comes down to obviously coaching once again but it also comes down to two things for me is melvin ingram going to be back and will joey bosa be on the field because i really don't trust i listen i love cam newton i can't it's even express how much love I have for the dude. He is he he made me so much money. He went to my favorite football team, uh, Auburn. He brought us a national championship. He helped me cash a ticket on them that year. He started dressing like him. You know, it's yes. pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah. If I had the money for those wardrobes, because he can dress, that's for sure. That boy knows how to style. But I'll be honest, guys. I mean, he helped me make seventy-five to one uh, when they won the championship because people didn't even know who Cam Newton was back in two thousand ten. But you know, listen. 
listen, guys, I'm worried about his struggles right now. You know, but the, the, they're finding ways with you know literally smoke and mirrors right now to win games. You know, they they, they should have actually came out on the losing end, but Kyler Murray just played so poorly last week, and they had a great scheme. Once again, it came down to Bill Belichick throwing guys into the passing lanes of Kyler Murray, knowing that he's not a tall quarterback and deflecting and batting so many passes down that eventually some of them led to crucial interceptions on tip passes. And that's really what the difference in the game was. So once again, this game would come down to coaching. And if I was forced to co- pick between Bill Belichick and Anthony Lynn, it's it's a clear no brainer. I mean, you're talking about laying probably like five dimes on that on that side in terms of who's the better overall coach and the coach who's going to make the, the best proper adjustments. But overall, guys, I, I, listen, I think this game is going to be a stay away from me. But if I if I do see that Anthony, that Joey Bosa and uh, Melvin Ingram are both going to be on the field, that could be a huge difference because I love the addition of Eckler being back on the field. And right now, I don't think there's any better wide receiver playing at an elite level right now than Keenan Allen. And that's what's really made the progress in year one for Justin Herbert be so phenomenal is the fact that he has an elite route runner who just knows how to hold on to the ball and really separate from you know coverage and really get into that sweet spot for that rookie quarterback. And for me overall, guys, this would be a stay away. But I'll tell you right now, if this line steams and we see the uh, New England Patriots maybe become a two, two and a half, point favorite in this game by game time, then I'll be honest, guys, I think there's a tremendous opportunity and potential that the Vegas Whispers Sharps may jump on the home dog looking at the value. But I just don't know if I myself can personally do that because I just can't back Anthony Lynn over Bill Belichick. Before we get into Frankie's best bet for the week, I do want to touch on one contest right quick. Maybe we'll come back to it. I want to give you guys a chance to get ready. Earlier this week, for the most part this week, the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons game in Atlanta this weekend, the Saints were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It looks like a trap to me, but I'll break that down with the fellas in just a bit. But, Frankie, go ahead and circle back in here and give us your best bet for the week. Yeah, guys, I'm going to be turning my attention to the uh, probably maybe the two most – the two elite teams right now that are playing well in perception record wise uh, elite teams. We're going to have eight and three versus eight and three. So it's, it's, you know, on paper, it's a premier matchup, but the, the line movement, we really have to pay attention to here, the guys. And we're going to go into Tennessee and talk about the Titans taking on Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. This line here in Vegas opened with the Tennessee Titans only laying three and a half. Now the guys normally, you know, the, the odds makers are laying, you know, uh, three points into the line for that home team, but due to 2020 and obviously we're seeing COVID, you know, we have, not so many fans in the stands and in some stadiums, no fans in the stands at all. So that three points has really gone out the window. So odds, odds makers have a little bit of difficulty when factoring in that quote unquote three points for the home team edge. But normally when you have teams that are like, you know, in this range of like eight and three and eight and three, and they're going to be battling for the, you know, for the playoffs, normally you're not going to see a spread beyond, you know, a field goal, you know, separating these two teams. But the line movement here, guys, is really what's interesting because the Sharps have jumped all over the Tennessee Titans. Why? Because who really wants to get in front of the Derrick Henry train right now? He's playing an absolutely an elite level. And if we do a little bit of a deeper dive, we see that Baker Mayfield and the Browns, if you guys, if you've been putting your money on the Browns, despite the fact of them being eight and three straight up, unless you've been betting them on the money line or taking them in teasers, they are actually taking your money because they've only covered one time in their last six games. That's absolutely atrocious. I think that shows the strong trend here. And I'm going to follow the money here. I normally don't like to be a square better and, and be on the side of laying the points, you know, in this particular instance, but the Titans are home. I think they're getting ready and they're starting to show that elite late season run like they did last year until they ran into Patrick Mahomes uh, in at Arrowhead and, and 
and their season came to a you know an end in that second half after that first hand they, they looked like they were going to be able to hold their you know hold their lunch and then all of a sudden the, the wheels fell off but you know that's what happens when you're paying Patrick Mahomes but I think that's going to happen to Baker Mayfield as well guys give me the Tennessee Titans in week 13 laying the five and a half the crooked number Ben is Frankie's play yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind it at all. I, I think Tennessee, especially in this matchup, because of how bad the Browns' defense has been, particularly on the road, and that's something that uh, our our own SI Fantasy Insider Michael Fabiano broke down when we were going over our favorite low ownership plays and values for DraftKings this week. He talked about how abysmal they are against opposing wide receivers on the road, worst in the league as far as stopping the wide receiver position. So not only do you have it being Derrick Henry season at the moment, you also have a great opportunity for Ryan. Tannehill, for A.J. Brown, um, for Corey Davis, who's you know quietly had a really nice year for Tennessee. Uh, no John New Smith this week, so maybe Anthony Ferkser has himself a bit of a ball game as well. I, I do think this is in Tennessee's court uh, to really play well, and the fact that it's minus five and a half, uh, considering both of these teams are coming in with a pretty even record, yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to back Tennessee right now. This is when they know how to play really well, and I understand it's two heavy run teams, but I, I just like the way the Tennessee is playing and I think especially going up against Mayfield on the road, knowing what issues Cleveland has had on the defensive side of the ball, I think Tennessee rolls here. Quickly, fellas, before we get to Jimmy Trainer, uh, Frankie, I'll start with you. This Atlanta-New Orleans game, what you think of it? To be honest, at first look, I really want to grab the points with the home dog here. I think this is going to be a good I'm not Atlanta no more. <laughs> That's exactly the point. I mean, after, you know, last week they burned us and they burned the Vegas Whispers Sharps. That was the only defeat in the last five games for the Vegas Whispers Sharps on the NFL wagering was backing the uh, Las Vegas Raiders going into Atlanta. And all of a sudden they really showed, you know, showed up. But guys, it really comes down to me, you know, in one aspect. I know that Taysom Hill is not really throwing the ball well. It's taken Alvin Kamara virtually out of the picture. It's really taken, you know, it, it, you need a milk carton to find Jared Cook. And Michael Thomas is not that elite option anymore. But it all comes down to this. Is Julio Jones going to be on the field? If Julio is not playing, I think it's going to be easy for Sean Payton to really double the coverage and roll the coverage to that side, make Calvin Ridley be taken out of the game, force Matt Ryan to hold on to the ball longer. And when he does, that's normally when he makes mistakes. That's why then I would look to the New Orleans side. But if Julio is going to be playing, and we know that he's going to be healthy enough to get out there, because we've seen Julio make come back and then all of a sudden come out of game, standing on the sideline with his helmet on, holding his hamstring or holding his leg, and he burns play. play players but Corey at first glance I really want to grab the points here with the home dog but I think that we've seen that the money here with this line was actually stood over at DraftKings at three and a half it's now only standing at three so there's been some quiet money despite all the percentages right now being high after I spoke to my Vegas sources out here they are seeing 71 percent of the money is being on the Saints however that line is dropped and lost the hook that's a big thing to look so once again there's the reverse steam all right, there you go. You broke it down. What do you think, Ben? It's tough when you put your money behind the Atlanta Falcons, but if you know how to read these lines like Frankie does and like the Vegas Whisper Sharp do, this is like a Mike, like it could be a look like Atlanta's live dog. Yeah, I think so too, and especially considering that Taysom Hill played these Falcons just a couple of weeks ago and exactly. it looked pretty good. And so I think anytime there's an opportunity to to jump on board uh, and be able to make some defense defensive adjustments, uh, like just just from uh, from week to week alone, when you saw Denver having a full week of tape on Taysom Hill, they played him really well, especially in the first half in a game that they had no business really, you know, having a chance in considering they didn't have a quarterback. They had to go to the practice squad. They had to go ahead and bring in a wide receiver who played quarterback at Wake Forest. Uh, so I, I do think the Falcons are very much in play, especially if you consider the movement here. I, I just, 
without Julio Jones, Matt Ryan just sort of crumbles upon himself. And uh, regardless of whether or not it's Ridley, uh, whether or not it's Hayden Hurst, uh, which I encourage, by the way, everybody to to watch the Atlanta Falcons video that they posted uh, earlier this week about Hayden Hurst discussing his battle, his serious battle with depression. It's really going to open up a lot of eyes for people to understand just, you know, these guys make millions of dollars and they're professional athletes. But uh, to be able to talk that openly about some of the demons that he faced in his past, I think it's going to help save some lives. So uh, I, I do think the Falcons are in play. I think they're a really intriguing play, but not knowing the status of Julio probably scares me off a little bit. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. Okay, before we wrap things up, earlier this week we were joined by SI Gambling. We were joined on the SI Gambling Podcast, excuse me, by a special guest to talk Week 13 plays and also give Frankie a hard time about his New York Jets. It's our debut segments of Trainer Thoughts on Gambling with SI owns Jimmy Trainer. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing? I'm well. How are you guys? We're good. Before we get started, you and I are, are huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fans, and I saw that an MMA fighter named Nick Newell tweeted out to the world. I, I had to run this by you. He tweeted out yesterday, what is the best Curb Your Enthusiasm episode? And of course, you know, you start ranking things in your head. You start going through all the seasons. We've talked on this show before that Frankie is the Jets killed Carl of the SI gambling team. Like he's the guy that just loses it whenever something happens to the Jets. So uh, there's a lot of relatability here. But I went out and, and I said that as far as the best episodes go, you have to start at the top with Palestinian chicken. And I'm curious if that's where you would go as well. No, that wouldn't be my favorite. Um, I think my favorite, it's impossible to pick one, but Crazy Eyes Killer and the Halloween episode are the two that come to my mind. So Crazy Eyes Killer was from, from season three. The Halloween episode, I think, was a few seasons a little bit later. Survivor also on the list as well. And, and I still think that the the ugly section in the most recent season still ranks up there. Like if, if you're doing the, the sort of stereotypical Mount Rushmore episode, I feel like that just misses out. I don't know how you felt about that as a New York, New Jersey guy and somebody who's watched Larry David just eviscerate the Jets year after year. Did, did that one uh, come up in the conversation for you as well, if you're thinking about the the, the best ones ever? It wouldn't be one of the best ones ever. If you want to go into like sort of the sports curb sort of thing, there's an episode early on where Larry's watching the jet game and Cheryl gets home from a weekend away. And instead of paying attention to Cheryl, when she gets home, Larry wants to finish watching the game and they get into a fight. So I, I enjoy that more than that later episode. Right. And don't forget about the carpool lane episode if we're incorporating sports and curb into the mix as well. Frankie, I know that you you grew up a, a lifelong Jets fan. There is an episode of Curb where the Jets causes one of their friends to just lose it like he can't go on anymore. Would you consider the Jets to be if we're talking about just cursed franchises in the modern era? Are the Jets up there? Are they that team? No, they're probably cl pretty close to it in the sport of football, definitely, and definitely in the NFL. I mean, they, they have to be pretty damn close because it looks like maybe Joe Namath sold his soul to the devil to get that win in 1969 over the Baltimore Colts. But, you know, I, I'm not really so sure. It seems like it could be maybe even another franchise, you know, located in New York City, and that's thanks to James Dolan. It could very well be the New York Knicks because after uh, Charles Smith with so many block shots on so many easy layup attempts back in, you know, back in the day when Jordan was playing, and, you know, playing the Bulls in, in that series when it was Smith blocked, blocked again, blocked, blocked again. I mean, ever since then, it just seems like the New York Knicks are a, a franchise that's spiraling out of control. And unfortunately, 
it was the New York Mets, but I'm hoping that the new ownership will maybe change the, you know, write that course. Maybe he can, you know, uh, come over and buy the the Jets and maybe even buy buy the Knicks from Dolan and, and the Johnson brothers. But the Jets are definitely up there because I don't know if there's another franchise maybe outside of the Cleveland Browns that really has that curse hanging over its head in the uh, NFL. What do you think, Jimmy? Do you think that uh, either of those New York teams, whether it be the Knicks or the Jets, can give the Browns and Browns fans a run for their money as far as modern day most cursed franchise ever? I don't think the Jets are cursed. I think they're just an absolute embarrassment. I mean, cursed is when you know you have bad things happen and you're, but they're always bad. They're never good. So I don't, I don't look at the Jets as someone as a team as a franchise um, that's cursed. I just think they're completely inept jimmy they weren't always bad i mean if you look back and you look at the nice of two years with like parcells they've always been an embarrassment no i wouldn't say that and when they had the sack exchange in 1981 that's the the, the aj dewey game if there's not if the if 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 they didn't you know obviously the nfl changed the rule and if john shula doesn't you know leave the field purposely uncovered so it creates a mud bowl you don't have two interceptions for aj dewey and the jets are probably in the super bowl there and then if you go to you know you look a little bit further you go a little bit further ahead in 1986 you know the Jets are way ahead and it's fourth down and if Mark Gasno doesn't you know you know get called for a late hit on Bernie Kosar on fourth and 17 roughing the passer the Jets probably have a, a decent opportunity to make the Super Bowl there as well so I mean those are cursed plays I mean it cursed you know endings I mean the, the NFL changed the rules because Don Shula left the field uncovered. So the Jets weren't always, it's not only the, you know, outside of, you know, looking at Rex Ryan, you can go back and look at the history. I mean, I, you know, I I was born and I was old enough. They made me cry in 1981. They made me cry. They made me cry in 1986. Jimmy, this is what I'm saying. He's Carl. Frankie is Carl. The Jets are going to kill him at some point. We have to save him. Uh, If the Jets haven't killed him by now, I think he's probably (laughs) safe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's probably true. Well, listen, it's good to have you here at Jimmy Traina. You can find him there. Also, he's the writer of Traina Thoughts, the SI Media Podcast. I like that you guys are doing a lot more video for this is now, you know, now as well. And um, you had some really good columns this week. In particular, the one that was a head scratcher for me, because I'm curious to get your guys' perspective on why we're not seeing more real adult conversation about betting during an actual NFL broadcast. If anything, Jimmy, you know, the fact that Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick ignored it as much as they did during one of the worst bad beats of the year is pretty remarkable to me because later on that night, you have bad beats with Scott Van Pelt. It would have been the perfect tease and toss into that segment. So I'm wondering if you start to envision a future of what sports gambling and conversation actually looks like when it comes to a broadcast. How do you sort of envision that happening a little bit later on down the road? Well, I mean, listen, they don't have to go on and on about point spreads and over-unders, but when you have a situation like you did Monday night, I think you just need to acknowledge like, hey, this is ridiculous. They just threw up a Hail Mary and then went for two when there was no reason to go for two, and now millions and millions and millions of dollars across America has changed hands. I mean, that's really all you need to say. You don't need to go in depth about it. I mean, I, you know, listen, I'd love to see them, you know, before the Seahawks attempt that, excuse me, before the Eagles attempt that two point conversion, you know, it would be nice to mention like, you know, the line here is six and a half and this is a completely meaningless two point conversion. Let's see what happens here. I mean, that's really all you have to say. I'm not looking for like a five minute conversation on the spread. Well, you've also talked to Al Michaels on, on the SI Media podcast before, and he's somebody that has never shied away from it. And so is that sort of in that same type of realm? He's somebody that mentioned it uh, and not necessarily went on about it. I, I almost wonder, too, 
if because more and more of these networks are going to start to build relationships with these sports books, if that doesn't become part of the the graphics that you see on the screen, you know, during the XFL broadcast, even uh, you saw the point spread and, and you saw the total on the screen. So to me, that's just access to more information and more of what people are talking about. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that in the NFL for in, in, until maybe Roger Goodell is not the commissioner. Because the reason the networks don't mention it is because they're afraid of Goodell. Goodell doesn't want it mentioned. If Goodell gave them the okay to mention it, the announcers would mention it. Frankie, is this something that you'd envision for the future as well? More and more broadcasts starting to at least feel like it's an okay part of the conversation. We've seen it just go from something that was taboo just a, a couple of years ago to something that is becoming more and more mainstream. Yeah, I definitely believe so. I think it all goes back to the godfather of it all. You know, Jimmy the Greek from when I was a kid. I mean, you, you, he was always talking about point spreads and he was always an outcast. You know, a lot of people didn't really want him to be talking about those kind of things. You know, and Brett Musburger, it's ironic that, you know, he started a, you know, uh, the VEASAN uh, after all of that transpired because, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, with sitting there with my grandfather and, you know, and listening to Jimmy talking on Sundays and talking about how the game would be closer than the experts expected. And, you know, oh, I think that they'll win, but maybe just by a field goal, more or less giving you innuendos and trying to give you a backdoor into what the uh, mind of an odds maker would look like. But guys, I totally am in agreement with that. I think Jimmy is spot on to something, you know, when he was talking about that, because I believe that going forward, you're going to see, especially in the NFL, I would not be surprised if you don't see it halftime when these teams come out seeing uh, maybe records or trends about how good certain coaches are and making second half adjustments and what their number is against the spread or holding on against the spread or even looking at second half lines and showing which teams, you know, obviously coaches like Bill Belichick, as well as Mike Tomlin, they make great second half adjustments and they usually come out in one of some of the two, two of the strongest teams when it comes to betting, especially in second half wagering and seeing that on the screen. Cause I think that will become even more prominent as we go forward and sports betting moves across and across, you know, many sports sports books are popping up across the states. And, you know, I think that almost, I, I think it's only a given, you know, it only take a little bit more time, but we'll see it legalized in every state in the country. Yeah, I, I certainly hope that's the case. It allows us to have a, a more uh, real conversation with so many more of our listeners and people that are heading on over to si.com slash gambling, si.com slash fantasy. Uh, and by the way, we're hanging out with Jimmy Trena here on the SI Gambling Podcast. His latest uh, train of thoughts is up regarding Chris Collinsworth for some pretty uh, bizarre on-air comments from the Wednesday afternoon game. You can check that out over at SI.com. And also Chris Long, uh, who's, who's one of the most exceptional people in the NFL when it comes to just a uh, really thought-provoking guy and somebody that was immensely charitable, especially over the last few years. Uh, and, and Jimmy, with your conversation with Chris, what was the sort of the, the one big takeaway that you had from the latest conversation? Well, I did ask him if if players, when they're playing, are aware of point spreads. And he said no. He said the only time a team might be aware is if they're like a big double-digit underdog. But the players don't are not aware of point spreads uh, current, you know, when they're when they're playing. Because I asked him that off of the Seahawks Eagles, you know, like if Eagles players know that, you know, they're going for two here to cover a six and a half point spread. But he said players 
Do not pay attention. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit of gambling here. Obviously, you have your picks with, with Mitch and Gary on the Monday Morning Quarterback Podcast. But uh, as far as games going on for Week 13 in the NFL, I know you have your eye on the Eagles and the Packers. Right now, Green Bay, eight and a half point favorites over a DraftKings Sportsbook at home. And it's just hard for, for anybody, frankly, uh, to have any sort of confidence in the Eagles right now. I know that they covered last week on Monday night, which we talked about earlier. But the idea of them going into Green Bay after what Green Bay did to that Chicago defense. Where are you leaning for this one? I love the over in this game. I think you're going to finally see a little more of Jalen Hurts. It was teased last week and ended up being a big dud. But I think you're going to see a little more Jalen Hurts here. And I just think the pa- the total here is 47, which is low in the NFL this year. The totals have been really high. I don't see how the Eagles stop the Packers offense at all in this game. I mean, I think the, the the Packers are good for 34 points here, maybe, you know, 37 points. So then you're only asking the Eagles here to get maybe two touchdowns, which I think they can do. I don't think the Packers have a great defense at all. Um, so I like the over 47. I think you'll see a lot of points in this game. And also, Frankie, if we're looking at it at DraftKings Sportsbook, that line actually just moved 46 and a half up to 47. Uh, it initially opened, I think, at 48 and a half. So, so where are you hearing about potential movement here? Yeah, Jimmy, if you're looking to go for the under right now, the the early uh, moves and the early shop money was coming in on the under uh, because I guess a lot of people out there, a lot of the shops and the models are expecting maybe that there'll be more of that Jalen Hurts that you're referencing and maybe he struggles a little bit more in the passing game or if they run try to run more wildcat because as we know, the Carson Wentz right now is really struggling to put up any kind of numbers on the offensive end. So if you're looking to play the over, I know that uh, you were just saying that that number has moved over at DraftKings back up to 47, but around almost all shops here in town right now in Vegas, that number currently sits at 46 and a half. I don't see any movement. And if anything, the movement has been towards the under, because as you referenced, this number did open at 48 and a half at several respected shops out here in Vegas. And now it sits, you know, two points lower. So Jimmy, if you're looking for that number, it very well may continue to steam towards the, un, you know, towards you know, dropping even further. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see 45 or 45 and a half and you'll be going to get even better number. So Jimmy, you may want to wait on that because if you're in love with the over, it looks like the number is going to be trending in the direction that you want. Sounds good to me. I was going to say, it's nice to be on, on the right side, especially knowing that if you have a side and you feel confident about it, letting the public move it a little bit further is always the way to go. I know that you're taking a look at, at Washington and Pitt. Why does that game in particular stand out for you? I like Washington in that one there. I think you're going to have everyone... You know, pick the Steelers because they're undefeated, but, you know, they've gone through a lot here with scheduling and, you know, this game was supposed to, um, you know, the Steelers had their game with the Ravens moved around a bunch of times, Washington fighting for the division, believe it or not. I mean, you know, they need these wins here to, to, uh, sort of battle for that putrid NFC East. And I just think the line here, eight and a half is what I saw. I think Washington keeps it close. I'm not saying they're going to come in and give the Steelers their first loss of the season. But I think eight and a half is high. I think Washington playing a lot better lately. Alex Smith has stabilized that offense. I think Washington keeps it close, and I love getting eight and a half points here. I think you're you're spot on the fact that you can get eight and a half with a total of 42 and a half. For Pittsburgh, coming off a pretty short week, they played obviously on Wednesday afternoon, Frankie, and now they're they're back at home against Washington. That's been pretty scrappy, in fact, you know, from a fantasy side. You know, the last handful of weeks, wide receivers have ranked dead last as far as scoring points uh, against Washington's defense compared to where they were in the first half of the season. I think I like that play a lot. 
Yeah, well, Jimmy, obviously, you know, you were opposite the Sharps, but in this particular instance, you're actually with the Sharps. This line opened out here at a much higher number. It was opened at nine and a half, even a 10 uh, out here in Vegas as well. And this number has actually dropped all the way down to seven and a half out here in Vegas. So if you're seeing eight and a half or eight, you're getting a better number. Uh, but seven and a half, it's continuing to drop. If, I believe that you are on the sharp side right now because the Sharps are all over that. So obviously, in the first play where you were liking the over in that game, it seems to be a little bit contrarian of what the shop action is doing right now out here in Vegas you would be on the shop side I would not be surprised guys if we do not see that this line closes probably close to seven maybe even juice seven minus a dollar 20 on the Washington football team that it looks like a lot of people over there are supporting that play so I think that Jimmy if you're looking for that number that is an advisable number to take now while you still can get the hook and if you can even get eight that's even greater or eight and a half that's a great number right now if you you still can find that at any shops, uh, both globally or outside of Vegas, because all the respected shops here in Vegas are currently showing that the Steelers are only a seven and a half point favorite. And I believe that this number will continue to drop. Jimmy, I think you're on the complete right shop side backing the Washington football team in this matchup. And again, for those of you that have been uh, listening to the show for the first time, knowing that Jimmy was hopping on, uh, don't forget about the Vegas Whispers picks from Frankie. I, I shouldn't say they're from Frankie because the information that has been built over a long time and you working behind the book and different sources that you have over the course of Vegas. For anybody that might be listening for the first time, Frankie, can you tell us about the Vegas Whispers and, and sort of how this got started as part of SI Pro and, and the part of the premium services that we have here at SI Gambling? Yeah, well, Vegas Whispers have been, been around now for about four or five years. And, uh, you know, it started, uh, in, you know, as a brainchild of mine when I started working in this in behind the sports book, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago it is now. And what I've done is I've created a network of solid informational sources where I can get some of the best information as to what these shops, the truly what the, the shop information is out there. A lot of the media sites are putting out, um, you know, you see that these whale plays or these plays where people are seeing six, seven figures on certain plays, whether they be in the NFL or in the NBA. And let's be honest, guys, those are not the real shop plays. These Vegas books were built upon people losing, not upon people winning. The information that Vegas Whispers gets is the information that the Vegas sportsbooks never want anyone to have. Why? Because they don't want anyone to be on the right side of what the shops are. They want everyone to continue being, you know, the public side and to be on the square side, as our guy Bill Enright often is. But, you know, cheap shot towards Bill. Yeah, well, Bill loves the favorites and he likes to lay the wood, but you know we're we're changing him and we're changing a lot of people over uh, in the uh, over at SI Gambling and the SI Pro community over in the Discord chat. You know, a lot of people are seeing that the information that we get moves numbers. Games are sometimes moving six, seven, five, eight, ten points, uh, up to ten points on NBA on college basketball totals at times. So we are really tuned in. We have a, I have a great network. You'll never see me beating my chest. I am not a handicapper. I am not a tout. We are creating a better informed understanding the sports books are out to get us believe me i've sat in in that back room i know what goes on i know what's said so guess what i am now flipping the script with vegas whispers over at si.com and uh everything that's going on with si gambling we are flipping that script and now it's my turn to try to get everybody on the information and right now it has been killer it's been killer for several years and everybody over at the si pro community, they're just catching on and they're catching on and they're loving it.
It's been a lot of fun, no doubt. And Jimmy, best of luck on those plays. Always looking forward to having a conversation with you. Appreciate the time. Make sure you guys check out the SI Media Podcast as well as Train of Thoughts. And don't forget to check out his weekly picks with Gary Grambling and Mitch Goldich on the Monday Morning Quarterback Pod. Jimmy, thanks so much for the time, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. A little bit of college football action on the board tonight. Vegas whispers, sharp play. We got Louisiana Lafayette. Raging Cajuns versus Appalachian State. The Vegas Whisper free play for college football is the Appalachian State money line. Right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook is sitting at minus 150. Once again, want to give big thanks to Jimmy Trainer for hopping on. You can check him out at TrainerThoughts at SI.com, as well as the SI Media Podcast and the MMQB Podcast each week with Gary and Mitch, giving their, veteran, give, excuse me, giving their betting plays on the NFL For my guys, Ben and Frankie is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the SI Gambling Podcast. We're out.